The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. The only place you can hear the critically acclaimed, highly anticipated Duff McKagan joke of the week. Chris Jericho, Duff McKagan calling you. Hey, uh, hope you're doing well. Hope everybody's doing well, of course, you know. Uh, listen, I uh, just got back from my therapist. I told him I can't get the, the Grease soundtrack out of my head. He said, tell me more. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Grease is the word. <laughs> we love Duff for never missing a week, even when he's on tour with Guns N' Roses. They're out all summer dates and ticket information at GunsNRoses.com. Fozzie also has a huge gig coming up. Spotlight on London, Friday, August 25th at the O2 Forum, Kentish Town. Massive wagons in the Chris Barris Band will be joining us. It's Fozzie's biggest headlining show ever. Go to FozzieRock.com for tickets and VIP packages and come rock with us in London on AEW All in weekend we got the Foz on friday and we've got all in on sunday at wembley stadium so come be a part of the amazing amazing week that we've got planned for you in london in the uk all right today in the show the first and only pro wrestling promotion in the country of vietnam it's called vietnam pro wrestling and was founded by a young vietnamese wrestler named rocky one rocky and his ring announcer carrie was who's from north america share the incredible story of vpw Rocky learned to speak English by watching WWE and other wrestling shows. He first trained his guys off what he had seen on TV and YouTube videos. He eventually got some help from veteran Japanese wrestler Fugo Fugo Yumeji, who spent some time with Rocky and his roster in Saigon. He tells a story about how he met Fugo Fugo. They also got some training help from Pete Dunne, who you might know from NXT. Rocky and Kerry also talk about doing their first shows on just mats with no ring and what it took to get an actual pro wrestling ring in Vietnam. Not a lot of rings in Vietnam, so that's interesting. They introduce us to VPW's roster of talent and get into some of the bigger shows and matches they're putting on now. They also talk about the future of VPW and their plans for growth and worldwide domination. So let's get into Vietnam pro wrestling. This will change the way you think about Vietnam and the change the way you think about the cultural influence of pro wrestling, I think. Here we are, Vietnam Pro Wrestling with Rocky and Carrie, right here, right now on Talk is Jericho. Always looking for interesting topics here on Talk is Jericho and um, found the uh, interesting concept of pro wrestling in Vietnam. And we have Rocky and we have Carrie here from Vietnam Pro Wrestling you guys are actually in Vietnam right now. Where are you guys? Uh, we are in uh, Ho Chi Minh City, a.k.a. Saigon. 
Saigon. Wow, this is crazy because usually when you think of Saigon, you're thinking of full metal jackets and of course all the movies that have been made about the Vietnam War and all that sort of thing. But here we are talking about probably one of the most Western of pastimes in pro wrestling. Now, Carrie, you said you're a fellow Canadian. Let's kind of figure out how did you end up, first of all, where are you from and how did you end up in Saigon, Ho Chi Minh City, first and foremost? Yeah, so my name is Carrie and I am a fellow Canadian, Chris, so uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. I am from Toronto, but to be more specific, because so many Torontonians say they're from Toronto, I'm actually from the city Barrie, Ontario. I made my way out to Vietnam in 2015 and came out here initially to work at the Canadian International School and ended up through great fortune running into Rocky, the founder of the premier wrestling organization here in Vietnam, VPW. It would seem that the premier organization, uh, is there that many? It would seem like it might be the only wrestling organization in Vietnam. Is there other ones too? Yeah, we are the only one, the third and the only one here. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, so Carrie, how did you end up meeting Rocky and when did you, how did you guys start talking about pro wrestling? That's a really good question. So in 2015, I came out to Ho Chi Minh City, Saigon, and my job was initially just to teach drama at a school. But you have to understand, Chris, since like I've had memory. I have loved professional wrestling. In fact, I had the great honor of seeing you at WrestleMania 18 live at the Sky Dome. It's not the Rogers Center. Let's be honest. Okay, right, right. When I came out here, I didn't have that many friends. And most teachers that live out here, they form friends at the schools that they work at. But for me, I wanted to branch out. So I went online and I looked up on Facebook to see what type of like worlds are out there for pro wrestling fans. And so one day, Chris, I'm online and I see there's a group called Saigon Pro Wrestling Club. And I think to myself, okay, I, I wonder what that's about. So I message, not knowing that Rocky here was on the other end of this conversation. And I asked him, what are you guys doing? And he said, we're training to be pro wrestlers. And I thought, Okay, maybe it's similar to like um, like the Monster Factory in the United States. Maybe it's like Stu's Dungeon. Right. And so I asked Rocky, what's the address for this training center? And he sends me the address. I go and scope this area of the city. Now, for those who don't know, Saigon is very spread out. Think like Los Angeles, but even more chaotic. And so I go to their training center. They're not there at this time. I'm just wanting to see their official SPWC training facility. And I see a guy lying on a hammock who's keeping guard to the building. <laughs> I see like an abandoned MMA kind of octagon. And I see kind of a dusty boxing gym. And I think to myself, there's no way that this is the wrestling training center. So I kind of go home and I think, okay. So I message back and I ask like, do you have any shows coming up in the future? This is in 2017. And Rocky says, yeah, we have a show and we'd love for you to come. So I tell my friends, I go like, do you guys want to go? And I get about 30 people and I message Rocky and I say, I'd like 30 tickets to this pro wrestling show in Vietnam. And he says, well, I think it needs to be less <laughs> because it might not be what you think. <laughs> so he says, how about you bring four people? And I go. Okay. So again, I'm a little bit confused as to what's happening. So I get a couple of my friends and the show is at 10 a.m. on a Sunday in sunny Saigon. 
And Rocky sends me the address. And the address that comes up this time is this Vietnamese sports complex. It's almost like an Olympic training facility. I'm wearing, and my friends are wearing, tank tops with these WWE wrestlers. We have a Bret Hart. We have a Shawn Michaels, Steve Austin. We're ready to rage out. My friend even grabs some morning beers <laughs> for the pro wrestling show to bring with him. We arrive at the venue, Chris. I look at it and I go, where's the wrestling? And Rocky says, come upstairs. It's on the next floor. So I come up, I walk around the corner, and I look into the room. And what I see is about 15 very, very slim, young Vietnamese guys. And they're wearing like their outfits, which are kind of like sports trunks. Rocky has his yellow t-shirt, which he's wearing right now. There's no ring. There's just a giant, hard as a rock, judo mat. And immediately I go, what have I gotten myself into and what is about to happen? And Chris, to let you know about myself, I was loving every second of it because I thought, sure, I've been to WrestleMania and now I'm here. I don't know what I'm about to see. And here's the cool thing. Rocky and the other wrestlers, they asked me and my friends to sit at the edge of the mat. There was about 15 other people from Vietnam there as well. All of a sudden, music starts. The guys are doing walkouts, kind of coming from outside the hallway into the room, doing their entrances. And then, Chris, they put on these matches. And I'll tell you one thing. In that very moment, I realized these guys have it. They have heart. They have desire to be the best pro wrestlers. And they took bumps on these hard mats. They were fighting all around this room. And it was one of the most inspiring things I've ever seen because they didn't have the money. They didn't have the flash. They didn't even have a ring, but they had more heart than I've ever seen in my life of anyone I've watched. It's just amazing to watch. And I said to my wife, I, we took pictures with the guys, of course, and I still have those pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and afterwards, I left and I was leaving Vietnam the next year. This is my second time in Vietnam. And I was leaving and I said to her, man, that was one of the coolest live wrestling shows I've ever seen in my life. I hope they keep it up. Here we are now. Uh, when I returned to Vietnam, I ended up reaching out to Rocky and he uh, asked if I would be willing to kind of come on and do English commentary for their matches. And as you'll soon learn, the kind of the rest is history. But it's been a storied adventure and it's been an honor to be part of VPW and to see these guys grow, Chris. Now, Rocky, let me ask you this. So before we talk about how you started Vietnam Pro Wrestling, I've been wrestling for 30, almost 33 years and I've never wrestled in Vietnam. So tell us, how did you get into wrestling and how much influence is wrestling in Vietnam? How much do you see? Is it on TV? Is it WWE? Is it AEW? Is it WCW back in the day? Like how, how did you get into wrestling in the first place? Yeah, the first time that I uh, I watched wrestling is was around 2002 and 2003. Back then, uh, my cousin he ran rented some uh, old VCD uh, about wrestling. Mm. I I watched with him. That the first time ever I watched uh, a pro wrestling show, and I, I remember it was Survivor Series 2002. <laughs> you were on the main event, right? <laughs> oh, was I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After the first show, that I I felt that it's really amazing because uh, it give uh, the crowd a good time. I kept renting all the 
VCD about wrestling. The shop just got 10 VCD about wrestling. <laughs> I think you say DVDs, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. DVDs. Yeah. It, it before DVD, it VCD. Oh, like, VCD even before that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So Vietnam, they had something that, that was like the predecessor called VCDs. And those were the first ones that entered the country at the time. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. After 10 VCD, I stopped for a while because uh, there's nothing to watch. So um, later that year, cable TV came in and uh, we got a uh, Thai channel that broadcast WWE. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, so, uh, so I watch it like uh, every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. Uh, it's uh, two weeks late to the actual show. Two weeks later, yeah. Yeah. Then I grew up with uh, watching wrestling listening to um, wrestling music and playing video game about wrestling. And I learned English uh, through wrestling. Ah, (laughs) really? Yeah, so wrestling complete me. (laughs) (laughs) How did you learn English? From the commentators? Commentator and uh, the promo, the segment, in-ring segment. At first, I tried to listen what the guy trying to say. And then later, I I understand because the same time he's talking the same time he acting yeah, yeah so that's how i know yeah 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 because uh, you guys um talk uh, on the mic really slow and you act the same time so um later on i uh, i joined like the uh, in in vietnam we got a forum for wrestling community back then and then later we got facebook we watch uh, those stuff online after my graduation in 2015 I'm not going to wait until somebody open a wrestling school here because uh, I think I really want to do it right now. That's actually how Kevin Owens learned English was from watching oh. WWE Raw as well. He learned from Jim Ross's commentating and all that sort of stuff. So it's something that happens quite often when people are watching wrestling from, from a different country. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Kerry, when you first came to Vietnam, was there was there a lot of WWE influence in the country? Did they was there any wrestling at all? So yeah, when I came in to Vietnam in 2015, I, I actually just followed online. So I would keep up to date by watching on the network. I was watching lots of New Japan at the time, but in terms of like my day to day, I didn't see wrestling at all. Really, the first time I was introduced to anything wrestling that was Vietnamese produced was when I met Rocky at uh, the Saigon Pro Wrestling Club, as it was called at the time. So, Rocky, what made you finally decide to start a company? Like you said, you didn't want to wait for anybody else. But, you know, when you want to start a wrestling company and, and, and I've never started a wrestling company. How do you start a wrestling company, especially in Vietnam? How do you even find wrestlers and a venue are there fans for this i know like you mentioned you didn't even have a ring at first so kind of tell us the the initial stages of how you made this happen yes yeah at first it uh in in my idea it is not a 
company like this right now. It's just a a place for guys like me got uh, fall in love with uh, wrestling. Just come and share what we know about wrestling. So I went online. I contact admin of the um, community. I I told him like. I got an idea that I want to have a, a place for everybody come and train wrestling just for fun because uh, there's no wrestling here. I can teach them what I learned from YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> After many years of watching wrestling, I, I, I think I can do so. So uh, they, they, they spread a word for me. So I gather like five people, including me, for the first day of training. But you guys are basically training yourselves off of yes. what you just watched on TV. Yes. We just are trying to have fun uh, with, with it. And we know that we have to keep it safe mm-hmm. because uh, I can pay if anybody got, got injured. So um, a few months later, that around, that the ending of uh, 2015, I founded the Saigon Pro Wrestling Club. A few, few months later, I, uh, I got a chance to met my sensei, Fugo Fugo Jumeji. He is a, a veteran Japanese wrestler. So he came and he uh, trained us uh, with the basic first. So you brought somebody over from Japan that uh, had been in the business and he helped, f- helped you guys figure out how to train. Yeah, so his name was Fugo Fugo Yumeji. And his story with Vietnam, Chris, is that he was the first uh, Japanese man to master Vovinam. To give you context, Vovinam is a martial art that's popular here in Vietnam. And so he came here and mastered it. And when Rocky heard that he was in country, he asked him to come and, and coach the guys. And one of the funny things is Rocky and I were talking about this last night, just kind of reminiscing about the company's past, is Rocky was telling me that Fugo would train them outdoors. In this case, they weren't in the MMA gym. They were in public places. But you have to remember, no one knows what pro wrestling is in Vietnam at the time, right? Especially older generations. So you have this man, Fugo, who's kind of this blonde-haired, burly Japanese man, coaching these young, slim Vietnamese men to do punches, headlocks, kicks, everything standing, right? Right. And so the public sees this, and they were wanting to call the police because to them, they're witnessing a full-on <laughs> fight <laughs> in a public park. And so it was Fugo who helped bring these guys to the next level to take going from YouTube where they're just practicing on their own to then refining their skills and understanding what it's like to actually work. Well, that's the thing is it's, it's hard to train uh, for wrestling to begin with and never mind trying to learn completely on your own. Like that's things that we used to do that when I was wrestling my friend in high school, we put couch cushions down on the floor and take bumps on that, which is kind of similar to what you guys were doing on the mats at first, but you don't really know what you're doing. You're just kind of watching. Okay, when he when he does a backdrop, he puts his hands on his thighs and he pushes up and the guy pushes off the back. Like You can see those little tricks, but you'd have to figure it out for yourself. So to actually have an expert from Japan to come and show you these things must have been like a whole new world is opening for you guys. Yeah, yeah. So, so, Rocky, let me ask you, where are you finding, because one of the, the really cool things that I want to thank you guys for is we got some information on Vietnam Pro Wrestling yesterday, and I received a link with about 20 messages 
<laughs> from all of the VT VPW roster saying hi to Chris Jericho and favorite Chris Jericho moments. And I just thought that was really, it was really sweet. It was really cool to see all of these messages, but there were so many people and so many guys on this. Where are you finding all of your, uh, all of your talent, so to speak for VPW? When, when I founded a Saigon Wrestling Club, the word just got out there and anybody just got a, uh, passion with wrestling they can join so everybody just came in I, I think i'm grateful for having them a team because uh we, we, we treat each other like a family right now they just came in while we get bigger and bigger let's talk about your first show your first official show that you had is vpw kind of go back when was that do you remember the first show with VPW or before that? Because before that? Yeah, talk about before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After my uh, my time, uh, the meeting with Fugo for the first time and we trained a few months later, we had a uh, festival show in Da Nang of Vietnam, like in the middle of, of the country. Wow. It was a uh, cultural Japanese and Vietnamese for everything. So they feature wrestling. So. Um, Back then, uh, me and my partner, Sid, we joined him uh, within, in, in a show. And that was the first time that I stepped in the wrestling ring, performing for the first time in front of the audience. Ah, okay. To add to that, think about this. The first time he stepped in a wrestling ring, Chris, was also the same day he needed to have his first match. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. It was fast learning for Rocky and who he's referring to as Sid Nguyen, the Prince of Wrestling, one of the the OGs, if you will, of the VPW community. So how did that go? Were, 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 did the people show up to see this? Uh, were they confused? Because I know when we, we've been to China a couple of times for wrestling and, and a lot of people don't really understand what it is exactly that they're supposed to be watching. Yeah, because that is uh, the festival of uh, the Japanese. So the Japanese uh, was around and the Japanese, they understand pro wrestling. It's a festival and people can go around and watch it. If you don't like it, you watch something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotcha. So you can look around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that did that inspire you then to, to want to start putting on your own shows, your VPW shows? Yes. The, after that, I got back to Saigon. We tried to do a show just like that. So let's hear about it. How, how did you do it? How did you figure it out? How did you, did you sell tickets for this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the festival show, there was no ticket for it. It's a free show. After that, I went back to Saigon. I told myself that I really want to do it at a job because uh, <laughs> I already uh, have a feeling how to be a pro wrestler. So I really want to keep it going. And at first, I want uh, to... Uh, do a show and I, I share the idea with the whole team. Everybody love it. But we have many obstacles back then because wrestling here is still new mm -hmm. to the government. Sometimes they are misunderstanding uh, that it MMA fight, that a real uh, comeback sport. So uh, we have to make them understand that did it work and everybody uh, work on the script. We have things like that and keep going on. We they explained to uh, us back then, they said, you can do it, but 
not too big ground. That's why that why uh, carry uh, us like bringing around thirty people come to, to my show. I say no, 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 not too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that that ties directly in, Chris, is that when you go to the government here and you have to explain pro wrestling, there's different categories. And so for Rocky, he has to explain what wrestling is. Is it theater? Well, no, not really. Is it sports? No, not really. Is it fighting? So. Without having a license, that's why I couldn't bring 30 people. Right. I could only bring four because if I bring a crowd of 30 people to an event, then pro wrestling as we know it today in Vietnam would not exist. It would be completely wiped out. Right. Yes. Right. After that, uh, Sid, my friend, he uh, contacted all the Asian promotion like Singapore Wrestling. He made connection and... Uh, in 2017, we attended uh, a show in Singapore featuring uh, Pete Dunne back then. And uh, we went there to uh, learn from Pete Dunne. From Pete Dunne? And where was that at? Uh, Singapore Row Wrestling. Ah, so he had a seminar in Singapore? Like yes, a, yeah, yeah. Ah, so you went to a seminar from Pete Dunne, obviously, who is an NXT wrestler, great wrestler, yep. in Singapore. So what, what kind of stuff did Pete Dunne teach you at this seminar? Just some basic stuff and hit, hit unique move like bending uh, all the opponent finger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And how to act uh, the fade, the emotion, more small detail, small detail. Ah, smart. Yeah, yeah. With small details is what makes makes you a great wrestler. Yes, yes. And uh, after uh, came back to Saigon uh, with all of that, we just share with all the guy. We. Keep the hope that we will have a free show for everybody come to see soon because uh, we couldn't make a uh, wrestling show because we uh, didn't have a license to do so. Mm-hmm. We made a show that Carrie attended. Oh, okay. So tell us about that show, Carrie. Well, that's the one I brought the four yeah. people. But what did you think of the show, though? Tell me kind of the whole experience of going in there and where was it and kind of give us the rundown of that. The, the first experimental show that I saw, I, I was talking about it earlier, and it was just absolutely phenomenal, where they had their outfits on, they had the walkout music, and they did their matches. But their real first shows started happening after Rocky goes to Bangkok. So Rocky then goes to Bangkok. He's been in Singapore. He's learned from Pete Dunne. Right. He's then gone to Bangkok. And when he's in Bangkok, he does a match in something called a mat show. The mat shows are ri- matches that don't happen in rings. They happen on a mat in front of a crowd. And for VPW at the time, it gave Rocky and the guys the idea. We can't afford a ring, but we could afford a thin crash mat. And so that's when they have their first SPWC shows. And they, we call that the mat show era. Are they having um, ring music? And what is it like, obviously, when we see wrestling all the time and it's in a ring, in an arena or, you know, a smaller place, but it's always in a ring. What was it like for you when you walked in and saw these guys literally working on, you know, gym mats? So what's exciting about this, the, the macho era in 2018, I had moved back to Canada at this time, but I was still following VPW from afar. I remember watching Chris. I was like, I wonder how they're doing. And I saw that they were doing these shows in now dance studios and they would set up the mat. And this is when you could really start to see, to see the guy's skills coming together. 
one of the cool things was we got to see the characters coming to life. You can see on Rocky shirt, for those just listening, Rocky's got his awesome, awesome Taurus Rocky shirt. And Rocky became like the John Cena, if you will, of Vietnam. We had people like the Prince of Wrestling, this kind of quiet, stoic killer in the ring with strikes named Sid Nguyen. We had Damien the Lone Wolf. He's like our big, burly Bray Wyatt guy. We had a person named Phum Tron, who's kind of like the skinny, pretty boy. And what was so neat to see in Canada was how Rocky and the guys were coming together and were actually producing a wrestling show. Now, listen, it didn't have the ring, but it had all of the energy. They were using more lights. They had entrances. They had really good, good, good matches. And the crowd, this is the coolest thing. The crowd at this time, Chris, they were growing. That is when VPW at the time called Saigon Pro Wrestling Club really started to see, holy moly, we have something here. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I remember in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, we used to wrestle in Knoxville. One time the ring didn't show up and we still had a crowd of people. So we had to put on a show on the mats. Wow. And it's a whole different vibe, as you know, because it's like, you know, there's no ropes to hit and, and there's nothing like that. So I watched the documentary that you guys sent me of seeing you guys actually wrestle on the mat. So how, what is the difference between wrestling on mats, Rocky, in front of people uh, than wrestling in an actual ring in front of people? Yeah, it, it it completely different feeling because uh, it give me a feeling that uh, a real pro wrestler it take take bump in the ring, but on the mat it feel like um, we are not there yet. We need to work harder to achieve more, even though the crowd love it. Yeah, but we know when we mention anything about wrestling, like everybody will think about. A ring for sure, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So that give us a motivation to work harder to get the ring. And when was your first VPW show again? Two thousand eighteen with the the Marshall, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Marshall, two thousand eighteen. Okay. So then, in the documentary, one of the big moments is when you guys actually get a ring. So tell us, how did you and how did, were you able to afford a ring? Where do you get a wrestling ring in Vietnam? Kind of tell us about that. You're right, Chris. There was no pro wrestling ring that ever existed in Vietnam before <laughs> these guys had one. And what's really cool is that in Vietnam, the people who are Vietnamese heritage in the wrestling world, they saw what Rocky was doing from afar and they really wanted to help out. And one of those wrestlers, her name is Viva Van, she's wrestled on AEW Dark a few times. And Viva Van is Vietnamese American, and she contacted Rocky and said, How do you how do you spell that? Is that like Z E D Zeta Zang? Sorry, Viva Van. V-I-V-A-V-A-N. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, go ahead. And so she connected with Rocky and said, I, I left Vietnam when I was a young child. 
I want to give back to Vietnamese wrestlers. I see what you're doing. How can I help? Rocky said, that'd be great. And she, with Rocky, organized a GoFundMe page to help them fundraise for a ring. She also said that she would be willing to have at her merchandise booth an area that people could donate if they wanted to help support you know, Rocky's dream and the guy's dream of actually getting a wrestling ring made here in Vietnam. Okay. So, so it's just a segue. I, I, Viva Vaughn, I've seen her. Yeah. She's been on AEW a few times. I think she was just there a few weeks ago, as a matter of fact. So yeah, she's a major part, major part of the story. She has a Vietnamese background. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. So she then gets involved to help you guys with the GoFundMe continue. She fundraises and with the support of other Southeast Asian promotions. So just to give you an idea in Southeast Asia, think of it like the territory days. Okay. Yeah. So we have Singapore with Singapore pro wrestling ring of rebirth. We have Malaysia with Malaysia pro wrestling, APAC wrestling, Thailand with Setup Thailand pro wrestling, the Philippines with Manila wrestling federation, Filipino pro wrestling. I want to give them all a mention because they're like our family out here. Many of those organizations also help to fund for the ring because they realize that if they support Vietnam in growing the wrestling scene, in return, it's going to help them grow Yeah, for talent exchanges, for just seeing pro wrestling flourish. And after five weeks, Chris, five weeks, the money was raised. But then the next issue is we have the money, but there's no pro wrestling manufacturer in all of Vietnam for these guys to find. First of all, how much money does, did you have to raise to get the ring? Two thousand. Two thousand. Two thousand dollars or what's what's Vietnamese currency? Uh VND, Vietnam Dong. Viet, Vietnam Dong yeah. D O N Vietnam Dong. Yes. How much money is two thousand dollars American in Vietnam Dong? Around uh, nearly nearly fifty million. Fifty million Vietnam Dong. Is two thousand U.S. dollars okay? So I would imagine and there's a bit of inflation here, Chris. People are millionaires here as soon as they cross the border. <laughs> I would imagine that's quite a quite a big chunk of change in Vietnam. Yes, very much so. Okay, so so you guys raise the money, but now how do you get a ring? So Rocky and the guys they have to figure out how do we make a ring. So the obvious go to is let's go find a guy who makes boxing rings. Right. Rocky finds a person who assembles boxing rings and he brings him photos, blueprints that he's acquired from his excursions. You heard earlier that he went to Singapore to do the Pete Dunne uh, training. Rocky had also gone to Thailand and at all these excursions, Rocky was taking photos, getting as much information as he possibly could find. And he comes to the guy and says, here's the photos. Here's the blueprints. Can you make me a pro wrestling ring? And the thing that was most confusing for the person who manufactured this is obviously the spring in the ring. Right. He's used to making stiff boxing rings, but in this case, he had to make a wrestling ring. After a couple of months, not only was he the first person in Vietnam history to ever make a pro wrestling ring, but VPW and Rocky's roster of amazing talent were the first people to ever assemble a pro wrestling ring in Vietnam and take a bump in a pro wrestling ring in Vietnam. That, that's incredible because once again, like I've wrestled in Mexico, they would use boxing rings quite a bit for wrestling. And those things are hard as shit, man. Like there is no gear yeah, at yeah, all. <laughs> so you take one bump on that. You're like, Nope, 
I'm done. <laughs> so that's a very important to get the spring. How were you able to explain that to the manufacturer that it needs to have a little bit of bounce to it? In the old day when uh, in we, we were in the boxing ring and M- MMA ring, it's so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the first time we, we took a bump in a uh, ring with a spring under, man, <laughs> did it alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a big difference too between taking bumps in a ring that's properly made and taking bumps on mats on the floor too. Those That's a little bit stiffer as well, right? Yes, yes. So what was the first show you ever had with the ring? Did you make a big deal of it? Like Vietnam Pro Wrestling now has a ring and – did you find a, a, a cool venue and to kind of tell us about about that? Yeah, we we had a uh, lab match show. We called it Last Shot. At that show, we uh, we announced that this gonna be the, uh, our last show of SBWC Saigon Pro Wrestling Club because we will moving on and become Vietnam Pro Wrestling from now with a ring. I believe you even called the show Upgrade, right? It's an upgrade. Yeah, it's an upgrade, yes. <laughs> How was that for you, Carrie, when you see uh, these guys, kind of these near-do-wells, finally having their own ring? That must be kind of cool. It's amazing. And Chris, I don't even think I've told Rocky this. So I'm in Canada at the time. I was in Vietnam for three years, 2015 to 2018. I've now gone back to Canada, and I'm seeing them grow and I see on Facebook, they finally got a wrestling ring. It absolutely blew my mind. And to be honest, Rocky, this is true. It was the first time it sparked the idea. I love Canada, but I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if I should go back to Vietnam. Because Chris, I've always had a dream of being in pro wrestling. I have a theater background. I've done voiceover work. But my biggest regret was that I was never involved in pro wrestling. I was just a consumer, just a fan. And I remember seeing when you guys did Upgrade, and I thought to myself, man, I wonder if I go back to Vietnam and I really bring something special to the company, I wonder if they'll have me in. So Chris, to answer your question, it was really exciting to know that they had a a wrestling ring and, and they were actually doing exactly what they said. They were becoming the first pro wrestling company in Vietnam. And how did you know? Did you, were you able to watch it on, on YouTube or something like that? Or Yeah, so I, I was friends with many of the guys on Facebook and ah. they would regularly post and do updates. And so because of the time difference, I would like wake up in the morning, much like you're in the morning right now and it's night here. And I would start to see all these images of them promoting upgrade of the ring being used. And I, and I realized... I cannot believe that the guys who wrestled on stiff judo mats are actually making their dream come true. This is insane. Chris, this is like the movie Cool Runnings. Do you remember Cool Runnings with the Jamaican bobsled team? I remember thinking that like these guys have willed this dream into existence. They have managed through just pure teamwork, heart and guts to have a pro wrestling show in a ring, the first of its kind in Vietnam. And it was all just because of a dream that this guy had to bring pro wrestling to Vietnam. It was insane to see from abroad. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
so you were back in Canada at this point in time. And so that was what gave you the, the inspiration to come back to Vietnam was the fact that now VBW was up and running a little bit more seriously. Yeah, that, so that sparked it. But the real kicker was the pandemic. As soon as the pandemic hit, I remember thinking my wife also loves it in Vietnam. We said, life is so good in Vietnam. What if we go back? And so that eventually is what led me to come back in 2021. And what's your day job, so to speak? Okay, so I teach drama and I also work in a social media company here called Where in Ho Chi Minh City, where we recommend things to different people in the city. And now I'm proud to say that I work with VPW as the English commentator, the host of the show, where I go by the name of Xavier Patricks, a.k.a. The Expat. <laughs> now, Rocky, what is your uh, day job? Is, is VPW your, your only job or do you do something else as well? I was a uh, cinema supervisor before, supervisor at the uh, children uh, playground before, around uh, 2019. I wanted to focus more on wrestling, so I quit on the job I had, <laughs> and uh, I became a uh, a shipper, like a, a Uber driver, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing like that, yeah, yeah. but on motorcycle. Yeah. How many shows do you have? Is it once a month? Uh, do you go around the entire country? Is it only in, in Saigon? What is kind of the schedule for VPW? And how do you how do you make money from this? Are you selling enough tickets? Do you have sponsors? How does that work? We have show uh, like every six to eight weeks for a show, for one show. We, we make money mainly from tickets. And uh, we just recently got a few sponsors. Not a big sponsor, but uh, just got enough money for everyone. Keep it going. And so, yeah. So to add to that, Chris, they did upgrade. The pandemic hits. They have lockdown. And since then, when we reopened, we do, yes, yeah, six shows a year. And those shows are called The Rumble, Brawl Hallows Eve, Immortal Glory, Saturday Showdown, Spring Bash, Saigon Slam and Ultimate Collision, which is our version of WrestleMania. And as Rocky was saying, one of the coolest things about Saigon, uh, Ho Chi Minh City, is that the people in our city, they absolutely love the show. And it's because of their love that we have awesome sponsors. Some of the sponsors include a great brewery here. If you're ever in Saigon, Chris, you got to check them out. Heart of Darkness. That's a great name. Right. Based on the documentary for uh, Apocalypse Now. <laughs> yes, and all their beers kind of tie into the book and, and Apocalypse Now. Um, we have Oliver's Pizza, which is a great Roman-style pizza place. We have uh, a Saigon Charlie's, which is the best hot sauce you can get. And Captain's Town, Aurelian Foucault Photography, this really strong group of sponsors who believe in the guys and support us to help get these guys to the next level. Give me the names of the shows again. Six a year, and they've all got names. So what are they? Tell me again. So the first one, we start our season off with the Rumble. It's just like the Royal Rumble, but it's just the Rumble. All right. <laughs> we got our Halloween show, which is Brawl Hallows Eve. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, it's a good one, Chris. We have Immortal Glory. I mean, how epic sounding is that? Sounds like a gladiator movie to me. <laughs> we got Saturday Showdown. We got Spring Bash, which obviously it happens around March. 
we got Saigon Slam. Nice. And our our WrestleMania, we just had this show, Chris. It's our version of WrestleMania. It's our biggest show. It's called Ultimate Collision. And I'm going to tell you something, Chris. We called it that before AEW went with the collision name. All right. No, hey, listen, you, you guys are over the time zone uh, limitations, so you can call it whatever you want. I appreciate it. <laughs> wait, 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 so, And where do you hold these shows? Is it the same venue every time? Yeah, we rent this space called VAIB Studio. It's essentially a giant warehouse space that we convert into a pro wrestling uh, room. We rent the chairs, we rent tables, and we put all of our shows on there, and they draw quite the crowd. Our last show, we had about 320 in attendance, which for this city standards to get out to live entertainment, and there's very few live entertainments offered aside from nightclubs, we are the biggest live entertainment. 320 screaming fans, a mix of Vietnamese and foreigners, which is very rare. It's so cool to see that those two worlds come to our shows, and they all happen at VAIB Studio. So let's go through a little bit of the uh, roster here, because like I mentioned, I got a whole gaggle of amazing uh, uh, videos here. So tell us kind of about some of your top stars, Rocky, that you feature here in VPW. Uh, featuring VBW right now is uh, me, the awesome tourist, Rocky Wynn, and the Prince of Wrestling, Sid Wing, the National Treasure, and the Damien, the Lone Wolf. He's uh, our champion right now. Damien's the champion right now. Yeah, Damien is cha- champion right now. Phong Jung, the Mystic Warrior, two guys. It's uh, like a co- combination of... Uh, Luchador, right? A luchador and a... Uh, and Great Muda. It's like a tag team that's like a mix of a luchador meets the Great Muda. They're called the Mystic Warriors. Ah, gotcha. Okay. The Destructor, D. Austin, and Venom Shank. I like Venom Shank. That's a pretty cool name. Yeah, they are, they are twins. Yeah, they're identical twins. Yeah, yeah. And they, they're they really, really technical submission holds. They do kind of the twin magic where one of them slides in, the other slides out. Very, very, very good team. The classic night with Billy and Bobby. Uh, they're two big jolly guys named Billy and Bobby. They bring the party. They come out and they dance to some pop songs and get the crowd going. They were our former tag team champs. Uh the high fine he Reiko. No, no, Carrie, let me ask you a question. Do you speak Vietnamese at all? That's a very good question, Chris, and I'm going to be honest with you. I don't. Okay. But I'm not proud of that fact. But uh, thankfully, many of the guys in VPW, they speak English as well. And so uh, they teach me some words. I teach them some, but we communicate just fine. But I'm embarrassed to tell you, Chris, that I do not speak Vietnamese. Well, no, it's nothing to be embarrassed. I, I was just curious about that, just to kind of the dynamics there. A few more questions about the crowds. When you guys do these shows, I mean, what's the capacity of, of the venue? Uh, how much do tickets cost? Do you have a following of people who come to every show? To give you an, an understanding of the city, people come to Ho Chi Minh City to go to the nightclubs or to do food tourism, or to uh, do tours to some of the kind of war monuments and museums. But what the city is lacking, but is slowly growing, is the nightlife and the night entertainment. So for example, things like music, 
feeder. That is still very new in terms of the nightlife here. So VPW really stands out in the city and offers something here that's completely different. Our crowd consists typically of expats or foreigners and locals. And the cool thing about our shows and and what we're really, really proud of is that when you go to a VPW show, you're not just seeing Vietnamese. You're not just seeing foreigners. It's quite literally, our stats show us that it's 50-50. So you're seeing these two worlds combine, which is the locals and the foreigners come together. And I cannot tell you how much we love our fans. We have some of the most loyal, fun fans. But the cool thing is this. Many of them aren't necessarily diehard pro wrestling fans. Many of them are casual fans who just keep coming because this is something that they've never seen before and they've fallen in love with the art form. Sure, of course. And it's been really, really great to be able to offer something unique and to know that Rocky and the guys are putting on something that stands out. Now, in terms of ticket sales, in terms of U.S. dollars, they range between about 12 U.S. dollars to 20 U.S. dollars. And the reason is, is that if we were to go too much more than that, you outprice a lot of people. Sure. And so our goal is to get as many bodies in the room as possible. Our capacity right now is about 350, we're slowly realizing. And our last show, like I said, we did about 320. And so to us, that was capacity. That's great. Yes. Just in uh, comparison, how much does it cost to go to a movie, for example? Standard price, it... uh five US dollar. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's about right then. So it's about double of that, which is what wrestling tickets should cost. You know, what it would be. Yes, very much so. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let's just talk a little bit about Vietnam. I don't, I've never been to Vietnam. I've never been to Saigon, Ho Chi Minh City. So kind of, you know, I've been to, obviously, Manila and the Philippines and, and, and that sort of thing. Is it that sort of a vibe? Kind of a tropical type, uh, jungle type climate? What's the city like? Give me a little bit of of an explanation and description, both Carrie and Rocky, of what the city is like where you guys live. Yeah, so uh, give him a tour. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the coolest thing, Chris. Whether it's Vietnam or Saigon, both the country and just the city itself, it's going through this unbelievable growth. I've said this to some of my friends before, and I mean this truly. When I was born, I inherited New York City. I inherited Paris. I inherited London. And what I mean by that is I was born into those cities being iconic cities. I just was born into it. There's the Empire State Building. But here's the thing. I wasn't born before Saigon, right. Ho Chi Minh City became the mega city. And this is the reality. Vietnam as a country is one of the fastest growing markets on planet Earth, not just Asia, on Earth. And Saigon, Ho Chi Minh City is the place where that growth is being seen the most. And I can tell you right now, there ain't a day that goes by where I wake up and I don't see a new building, a new store, 
a new opportunity that's arising in this city. And it's amazing, Chris. At this very moment, they are finishing up the Metro line. We have malls being built. We have businesses coming in. We have factories coming here. I'm so proud to be here, not only just to be with VPW, but to be able to say that I was here when Ho Chi Minh City, when Saigon became the mega city that it always was destined to be. Well, and that's another thing too. Um, obviously, when people think of Vietnam, the pop culture is still movies about the Vietnam War. I mean, I'm, I'm, that was freaking almost 60 years ago now. It was 60 years ago now in a lot of different ways. But that's what people think instantly when you're in, a, when you're in, in North America. You think Vietnam, oh, the Vietnam War. So when, when to kind of retrain the world, I mean, that's why I love the concept when I got this call to do Vietnam pro wrestling. It's like it's amazing to hear that sort of an influence as well. You know, it's not just about something that happened 60 years ago. Hey, guys, we got other stuff going on that's just pretty freaking cool here, right? Well, the, the, that's the cool thing, Chris, about this country in general is like, all of these really exciting things that I guess have been created in other parts of the world, when it's brought here, the people embrace it so hard. So for example, there's a pizza place here called Pizza for Peace. And they're great. It's great wood fire pizza. But the reason why they're so successful is because they were the first to do that type of pizza here. And so now it's people love it. And it's the same whether it be for chocolate. Right. Sure, sure, sure. For rock music, Chris, like people who come here, the fans can't believe when like Jack White came here recently and people were just over the moon that he made the effort to come here. And for wrestling, you're looking at him. Rocky Hyun right here, the awesome Taurus, was the guy who said, I am going to bring pro wrestling to this country. And now here we are, the first, only and most successful wrestling promotion in all of Vietnam. Can you... um broadcast these shows on youtube how do how, you, you have your six shows a year how do you get them out on a worldwide basis because nowadays you can stream things you can live stream them how are you wanting to do that rocky uh right now we are doing uh live streaming on facebook and we we also have a our youtube channel to uh, put on videos about our show highlights and so people can watch it anywhere because, like we see, we we saw your 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 documentary. We've seen those things. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, what is kind of the next step? And and Carrie and Rock, you guys can both kind of answer this. What do you, what do you want to do now with Vietnam Pro Wrestling? Obviously, we know that you have the schedule of six shows a year. You've got a venue. You've got a fan base. You've got some worldwide publicity now with Talk Is Jericho. What's kind of your next step for for the company? Yeah, well, first off, again, you said that we're featured on here. So thank you so much for your support with that. What's exciting is, is that we keep growing. Every show we get bigger, we get better, we get brighter. But the reality is, Chris, is that Rocky and the guys, myself included, our amazing booker, Jody, these individuals, much of our work is on a volunteer basis. And the reality is, is that if we want to take it to the next level, We'll probably need some form of outside support or someone who believes in our vision because we have it. We have a growing crowd. We're getting the numbers and we have an audience that's wanting and willing to see wrestling across the country. But we really just need that person who can take us to the next level because right now our main source of income is ticketing. So that our goal would be to align ourselves with someone who believes in our vision and who can take us to Vietnamese television, 
on a tour across Vietnam and bring wrestling to the capital city, Hanoi, bring wrestling to the cities like Da Nang, bring wrestling to Hue all across the country. And so our hope would, would be to find someone who believes in us and the vision that Rocky has created alongside the amazing roster we have. How about you, Rocky? What do you want to do next with this company? I just want to make this become a job for everyone in the roster. We've been together for so long and I know that I couldn't pay them enough. Yeah. They sacrificed too much uh, for, for, for this already. So I, I know that when the time come, they will uh, have to take the, their next step because, uh, they need to ha- have a family to support. I just want to make this become a job as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Just like Harry say, we need, uh, the support to uh, get this out of Saigon. It's not just here. It's Vietnam wrestling. So let's go to another big city around the country so everybody can enjoy it. And what are the other big cities in Vietnam besides Saigon, Ho Chi Minh City? The capital, uh, Hanoi. Of course. Da Nang, the big one in the middle of the country. Yeah. Hue, the old capital Hue, and uh, the beautiful Nha Trang. And you feel like there's fans that are available for this all across the country? Yes. That, that just need to know, right? Yeah, they, 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 they always ask, when will you guys come to Hanoi? I, I keep uh, telling them, like, we, we are getting there, we are getting there. Okay, that's good though. You got to grow it, man. That's that's the way to do it. Like you said, it's very uh, admirable. So, a uh, last question for you, um, Rocky. What is your favorite match that you've ever had? You can answer that one. And then, Carrie, what's your favorite moment that you've been involved in in VPW? Or your favorite moment that you've seen so far? But Rocky, let us know what's your favorite match that you've ever had. My favorite match I did with my uh, sensei Fugo last year. Ultimate collision. He came here and uh, we did a show. We, uh, we were in a uh, six man tag team match. He was, uh, our opponent in, uh, the, the, the ending. He beat me. <laughs> uh, of course. Yeah. I was going to ask you too. There was a guy in the documentary that was in NXT, Ho Ho Lin. Is he, he's a Vietnamese. Uh, he's, uh, Hong Kong. He's Chinese, Hong Kong Chinese. Ah, but he came and helped you guys a little bit as well, right? Yes, he uh he is the father of Hong Kong pro wrestling. He uh involved in uh, most of the wrestling activity around South Asia. He helped every promotion that he know. Gotcha, because he'd probably be one of the most famous Pacific Rim wrestlers to make it in, in the WWE to a certain extent. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Carrie, what's your favorite moment that you've been involved with or seen in VPW? I have a feeling this might sound a bit cheesy, but I'll be completely honest. Before every single show, it always feels like we get with the guys and it's like, are we going to be able to pull this off as a team? You know, I do the ring announcing. The guys are getting ready for their matches. There's a lot of uh, chaos in the air because of the nerves. And we only do this every two months. It's like, are we going to be able to do this? And at the end of each show, the crowd comes and they go to all of the roster members and they tell them how much they enjoyed themselves. They can't wait to return. And we get the guys together and we kind of reflect on what had just happened. A successful show. Every time, Chris, we've not had a dull moment yet. It's been such a fun ride. And there is nothing more rewarding. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. There is 
Nothing more rewarding than seeing the smiles on these guys' faces, uh, knowing that every obstacle was thrown their way. There is no reason or no way that they should be here based on the things that were in their in their path. And here they are selling out studios in Vietnam to packed houses, taking pictures with fans. And man, there is no better feeling than that. Before I finish, I always like to think the best is yet to come. And so I want to say to you, Chris, you're the Ocho, Chris. But I'm wondering, Rocky, how do you say ninth in Vietnamese? Thứ chín. I think the best is yet to come. <laughs> Chris, if you ever want to come out and break the walls down, I'm telling you right now, the greatest moment would be the first major wrestler to ever cross the border and step foot in a Vietnam wrestling ring. How do you say it? He would be the? Thứ chín. Do you want to be the Thứ chín? The Thứ chín. Yeah. Well, you know, I was just discussing this with my friend who might have to make a pilgrimage to Vietnam to become the Tuchin uh, there uh, in, in Saigon. We'll be waiting here for you, Chris. You <laughs> Honestly, Chris, I can't tell you how much you've been an integral part of our story. It just means the world for you to have us on here. I mean, you heard earlier on, Rocky was talking about the first wrestling show he ever saw. You main evented it. And in the videos that we shared with you from the guys, when we were talking with them, they all said so many positive things about you. And one of the things that you do is... You reinvent yourself. That was a common thread, that you reinvent yourself. But what's different about the context of Vietnam is that you reinvent yourself in the pro wrestling world. But what you've motivated our guys to do is to reinvent the story that they tell themselves of what they can be in life. Right. They have told themselves, I can be a pro wrestler in Vietnam. And I'm not joking, Chris. I'm so proud of you, man, as a fellow Canadian, to know that the things that you do, taking risks to go to New Japan and bringing attention to Asian wrestling, showing people that any day you want to do it, you can reinvent yourself, writing motivational books. This resonates with our roster here and it resonates with our company and it's part of our ethos that we work as hard as Jericho because we know for a fact that you're the hardest worker in the room. And I just want to say, man, you mean the world to us and all of the guys, really. Well, I appreciate that. And like I said, it was really, really cool to get those videos and just to see like the collection of memories that your roster had about, you know, my career spanned the whole gamut. It went from WWE to AEW to New Japan to working with Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So obviously you guys have a steady diet of pro wrestling in Vietnam that you can watch. And I just think it's great that you guys are now providing a legacy of your own and memories for your fans, your Vietnamese fans, because that's the way to do it, man. You want to make you want to make it in the business. You got to create your own fans and create your own buzz, and that's totally what you're doing. So, congratulations to you. And uh, you never know, might be time for the Tuchin to come down to Saigon. And, uh, <laughs> the Tuchin, yes, my friend. <laughs> can I ask you one thing? Yes. Can, can, can you um, send a message to a VBW fan or a wrestling uh, fans here in Vietnam? Well, I think this whole last 65 minutes is a message. I think, I'm, I think it's great for you guys to be doing this. I'm proud of you guys for doing this. And I think it's going to be uh, huge things that are going to happen in the future because you're doing things for the right reasons and you're doing things the right way. So congratulations. And Rocky, I want you to end this show by cutting a promo in Vietnamese. Cut a promo on me in Vietnamese for the Tuchin to come fight you in Saigon. Let's see what you got. Cherico. Chris Cherico. 
anh được biết đến là một nhà vô địch vĩ đại người đã từng 8 lần vô địch danh hiệu vô địch thế giới nhưng tôi thách đấu anh tôi muốn anh đến việt nam sài gòn để đấu với tôi đi awesome tourist rocky hình để xem anh có thể trở thành nhà vô địch thứ chín hay không i'm gonna rock your head Damn. I couldn't have put it better myself. You didn't understand a word that he said. True. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That was awesome. I appreciate it. Congratulations and uh, the best of luck. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thanks, Chris.